I find this scientifically fascinating. You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the great robot wars. Anteater Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. Uh, nice way to start the day. That was a little Robin Ford with When I Leave Here. I'm Janine. You're listening to Get the Funk Out. Hope nobody's in a funk this time of year. And uh, happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Hope everybody's just taking it real easy. It can be very stressful this time of year. Remember, we got to breathe, right? Because uh, things get so chaotic. I know I've kind of stayed away from malls and things and tried to get a sense of... Uh, Calm. Everybody needs that. Anyway, I have two very special guests coming up. First up, teacher, master gardener, musician, and fellow KUCI DJ Ann Liu is in the studio joining me. Ann was, uh, I'm going to tell you a little backstory. She was born and raised in LA of immigrant Chinese parents who were both rice farmers and they immigrated in 1924 and 1936. And uh, she's a special education teacher. And she is also a master gardener, and she has a show coming up on Thursdays. And it's my pleasure to welcome this week's show, Ann Liu. Good Hi, morning. Janine. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Well, you interned on my show, and I and I started hearing about your show, Master Gardener, and I thought that's a great way to get out of funk. <laughs> exactly right. There is nothing better than getting out into the garden when things have been real busy and stressful. You just go out there and take a deep breath like you say and there's nothing like smelling the plants crunching the leaves between your fingers getting the sense of the difference uh, herbs you have growing in the garden and the flowers and just the colors i love pretty. it and uh you know also you really don't have to have a huge space to garden you know you can have a little planter box or a little area you know we had talked about this some people all they can grow is weeds but you know, if people want to get started doing something, what are some easy things they can do? Exactly. You don't need much space. In fact, my grandchildren are in from Seattle and Davis today. We're going to go see a miniature garden. Little creative miniature Aww. gardens are fun to do in pots. So if one lived in, a, in, a, uh, in an apartment and mm -hmm. just had a small little patio, or if you didn't have a patio, maybe you just have the... Uh, kitchen window, a, a window sill. you can start with just some pots. And then if you have more space, you can add more pots. I know people who don't have any landscape garden. They just have a potted garden. You know, I got to tell you a funny story. I grew up in New York City. I don't know if I told you this before. And uh, I was on the seventh floor 
86th Street, 2nd Avenue. I had my little pot with my soil, and my babysitter said, what are you growing? And I said, watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, can you imagine? I mean, this pot was maybe like five inches tall, six inches diameter. Watermelon, of course. It's okay to have dreams. (laughs) Pretty funny. I don't know. Miniature (laughs) watermelon. Miniature watermelon. See, I got a good laugh out of you Monday morning. But that is a true story. You know, it's it's interesting. I had mentioned this to you. Uh, some people really study composting, and I didn't really know much about it. So I would just take my scraps, and I would throw them in the soil. I'd kind of turn the soil. And all of a sudden, I noticed potatoes were growing. That's right, the eyes. The eyes. And they were really delicious. So all organic, because I organic soil, organic potatoes. And then I throw them in. And I have, you know, a whole bunch of these little mini potatoes. And also I did the same thing with tomatoes. Yes, homegrown is just really sweet and there's a special taste to it. You get more of a flavor of the true fruit and vegetable when it's homegrown. Do you find that, I, mean, we, I was looking at your bio and your, your parents were rice farmers. Do, do you feel like this was an inevitable uh, choice for you as far as your, your <laughs> passion? Ah. Uh. No, it just came round circle. It's just like when you're born, you never know what you're going to be or do in your life. And uh, I always noticed my mother liked plants. She had some beautiful roses. And when I heard the stories of her uh, growing rice in southern China, it sounded so labor intensive. In fact, last winter when my husband and I went to Southeast Asia, and we visited a lot of rice farms. I couldn't believe how much work is involved. It uses a lot of water. And so when uh, I realized how much my mother loved planting, I feel connected to her somehow when I'm in the garden. That's nice. Tell, what's the process of growing rice? I have no idea. Oh, heavens. You have to have... Uh, uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm not a <laughs> rice farmer. But I do know that you have to have a... Uh, usually they're squared off areas and you have to dam the water so that water builds up so the uh, the rice grows in a patty of water so you're standing in water like ankle deep Whoa. and so it's very labor intensive and then when you pull the uh, when you when you when you hack off the the, the rice grains and letting let them dry and then have to swish them so the seeds come the rice seeds come out it's very very That's labor intensive a lot of work yeah yes. for a bowl of rice for Some a bowl of rice maybe we'll appreciate our bowls of rice a little <laughs> bit more when, when we eat them tonight so you also are a special education teacher how did when did all that come about when did you find that in your life I was lost uh, when I was going to college. It was my last year of college. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. I majored in French, and I didn't feel like I was going to be fluent enough. I had dreams maybe of working in the UN. That was really a very false dream. I never got that fluency, and I probably would have started a World War Three. <laughs> 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 I joke about that with my husband. So uh, I was walking down the education uh, hallway in, in, in the King Hall building at Cal State LA, and I saw a notice that said they were looking for uh, 30 grant applicants 
for teaching language to the deaf. Oh. And I said, wow, I, lo- I love language. I had four years of Latin, two years of Spanish, four years of French. And here- Wait, wait, time out. You loved Latin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. It's like oh a my nightmare. Gosh. I-, I told you I was a little crazy. Sorry, go lost. ahead. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So I applied and I got the grant. It was two thousand dollars back in nineteen seventy. Was a lot of money, and I was just really happy. There was just a flood of uh, German measles. German measles. There was an epidemic which was causing uh, heart murmurs and Ooh. deafness in children, in little babies. There was no um, uh, vaccine for German measles or rubella at that time, and so. Uh, There was a real huge need for teachers of the deaf. Mm -hmm. And so I applied and got that, and I began teaching in Alhambra. Oh, that's wonderful. And how long have you been doing that? I'm retired now, but I taught a total of 37 years. Oh, that's uh, mitzvah work. It it was fun. The Chinese saying is, if you enjoy what you're doing, you're not working. Mm -hmm. Oh, I believe it. It's true. And... So uh, you, you talked about how you, you couldn't really find yourself and you, you didn't know what you wanted to do. That sounds like a big funk right there. It is. <laughs> I think it's a funk that's commonly shared with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. In fact, people generally don't even know if what they're doing is really what their calling is. And like I just told my nine-year-old granddaughter, Talia, hi, Talia. Mm. I told her, you know, when you pick something to do, you may not stay with that. Be ready to change. And when mm-hmm. it gets to be something of a chore and very heavy and unhappy, think of changing and trying new things. I that's, think that's, I think that's great advice yeah. because I actually embrace change. I, I know a lot of people don't like changes, but I think change is really good and it's good to, you know, spice things up a little bit. And it's, it's scary, obviously, you know, making big change, whether you're moving or switching careers or whatever it is, relationships. But sometimes it's the best thing that ever happened to you. Exactly. Even even in retirement, I've been retired now for five years. I cannot believe I'm a radio DJ. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> really, look at that. I, I'm not a real techie person, and I have learned something new. And so it's um, something we have to just think out of the box and just jump right in. Right. And you're only just getting started. I mean, who knows where this will go? I don't know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe NPR. <laughs> I might see you rocking up to the station in your Harley next week. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Was this on your bucket list? Was this something you always dreamed of? To be a radio DJ? Yes. Never. <laughs> But I was so excited when I did my first uh, music internship, and I got a chance to do two hours of Dreaming in Stereo on Friday at 2. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> it was fun. Was that 2 a.m.? I hope not. No, no. Okay. <laughs> it was two, two, 2 in the afternoon. Oh, good. But I've met the nicest people here at 88.9 FM. We have such an eclectic mix of people, from students to community members, and some people have been here you know, a very long time, and... It's interesting, all the different shows. It, and if you're just tuning in, I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out, and I'm talking to Ann Lou. And, you know, how did you come up with this idea of the Master Gardener show? Well, I didn't come up with the idea at all. It started with our Master Gardener head, I think, her uh, Sharon Stolen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, d- I actually don't know exactly. Uh, Katrina 
Kirkaby and Tina Smindler were the, uh, and Mark, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Mark can't. That's okay. <laughs> Mark, whatever Firstly, your name I is. Think, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, the three were the original um, um, DJs for the show. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly how the opportunity came up. But it was a grand idea of getting the word out because Master Gardeners, I hate the term Master Gardener myself because people (laughs) say, oh, you're a Master Gardener. I'm not a master of anything. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible pressure. (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, anyway, uh, what was I saying? Uh, I said, how do you come up with the idea of... The Master Gardeners are are committed to uh, going through 50 to 80 hours of training in... University of California Cooperative Extension Research, and our our um, commitment is to volunteer 50, uh, 30 to 50 or 100 or 200, <laughs> over 200 now, uh, hours a year to spread the word of the latest research in horticulture and apply it to backyard horticulture. And so... We focus on Orange County. We're the master gardeners of Orange County. And it was just perfect to do it on a radio show because you never know who's listening. That's true. That's true. And we're so blessed with our weather so we can grow things year-round. This is the best place to live, I think. That's what my mother-in-law says. She's 101. She just loves uh, (laughs) sitting in the backyard. It's just the most beautiful place. She asked me, why do I go bother to go travel when the best place is here? I have to mention, I love the pictures you sent of me of your mother-in-law. She does not look her age. No, she doesn't. She she gets a lot of compliments. She's a beautiful lady. And uh, she's very, very strong. And she's lived a very, very full life. Mm, that's mm-hmm. wonderful. That's all what we want, right? Absolutely. And you, I think you sent me a picture of her. She was she had an exercise bike, or yeah, she has a lumbar bicycle, and so she does a thousand to three thousand steps a day. Whoa, <clears throat> that's great! It is amazing. Uh, I wanted to ask you. Uh, let's talk about the whole idea of gardening, especially this time of year. What are some things that people could consider growing? This time of year, it's uh, a dormant season. Uh, winter planting is what you need to mm-hmm. do. And if you want to get some inspiration, Master Gardeners have a food food and farm lab at the Great Park. And it's wonderful to go there because you see what kind of winter vegetables you can grow. Um, I'm Chinese, and so I'm real excited to be growing some winter melon in my garden. It's not in a pot like your New York uh, <laughs> watermelon. <laughs> How do you grow it then? Just right in the ground. Actually, it's like you said, your potato peelings mm-hmm. and your tomato, the seeds from your fruits and vegetables is sometimes amazing. It's kind of fun to spit out a seed or let a very ripe, one of your sweetest fruits, let it ripe, ripen in the uh, in the ground and sometimes the next season they pop right up and really surprise you and so with the winter melon we had some winter melon at home at home for a soup and 
we, uh, I took some of the, I saved a lot of the seeds and I planted them and it was my first trial. It's great to just try something. Oh, yes. That you, you never know what's going to happen. And I tried it and lo and behold, these seedlings popped up and I planted them and I have four little babies. So winter melon, what is that the equivalent of? Like a cantaloupe or a? Not at all. They, no. They're furry. I'm into furry. Furry melons. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into furry because um, the snails don't like them and oh the problems with snails yes. and slugs and stuff so i i pay special attention special attention to furry vegetables do like they grow okra. <laughs> uh, do they grow big the melons yes they can grow pretty big oh yes okay. they can grow as big as a watermelon and they're really good for you oh i didn't know that Winter melon, okay. Um, and, of course, you have your lettuce and spinach kale. and beets and forever kale. Kale. <laughs> I, I, th- I planted mine by seed, and it comes back. It, it just keeps going and going. That's wonderful because you can cook kale in so many ways. I like kale because it has such a good body. It, it, spinach is delicious, but you have this huge bunch of spinach, and when you cook it, it you just have it shrinks a small It's like a tablespoon. <laughs> <laughs> What about broccoli? I've tried broccoli, and it's kind of difficult. Yeah, broccoli and cauliflower are winter winter vegetables, and mm-hmm. you can try that. Your fruit trees are all dormant unless someone out there has a lively fruit tree. Uh, I have a few apples. Sometimes apples can surprise you and uh, bear fruit even in the winter. Um, but most of your fruit trees are dormant, and that's their way of resting. So let me ask you this, because this is not dormant. Citrus miners. I see those. I read this in the uh, OC register. Those little squiggly things on your leaves. Yes, and the menace. Yeah, they're called miners because the way the adult uh, digs into the leaf and uh, they leave a little trail. looks like a little mining, uh, what do you call it, a mining a path. path along, especially the bottom of the leaf. Right. And... Um, the babies come out and they munch and munch and munch and if there's enough of them they can destroy your your citrus tree your lemons your oranges is a major problem what can you do because i noticed there was information about spraying but if i'm eating this stuff i don't want to put something on that's toxic yes there are organic ways to treat it and I don't know if the public out there know about our Master Gardener hotline. Oh, I, I'd love to know that. All right. It's um, U-C-C-E-M-G dot org. U-C-C-E-M-G dot org. Okay. That stands for the University of California Cooperative okay. Extension Master Gardeners organization. Perfect. And then on the website, they have information. And then on the website, you click on pests. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You name your pests. Right. (laughs) You you select your pests or any number of them and spend the day reading about pest controls. Okay. And um, it presents all the latest research that is organic. Oh, good. And uh, and uh, remember. Pest control is not just something you add to the garden. You can control pests with mechanical measures as well. It's not just, oh, you need to go buy something. Just your your practices, for example, watering, 
uh, when do you water? If you water in the morning, that's the best time. If you water in the evening, and lo and behold, I see people watering in the middle of the night. Really? That just invites pests. Oh. And so if you water early in the morning, um, that's better. And for many of the plants, if you don't water at all, that's even better. Mm-hmm. So know your plants. Plant likes with likes. I, I have to share something. We have a nectarine tree, and I noticed very sadly there are these little holes boring into the um you know the trunk of the tree and someone said you have uh beetles oh beetles are a big problem in fact you can send a sample of your leaves or even the beetle maybe even if you trap the beetle you oh can, that's a good you idea. can s- you can send that and and when you go on ucce mg.org it will tell you where you can send that little beetle okay we are lucky enough to have the research center right here in orange county in irvine actually it's uh by sand canyon and irvine it's um university of california uh uc screc uh uc rec shame on me (laughs) oh uc rec center uh, right near there? Not the recreation, but it's the Research and Education Center. Okay. On uh, It's on Irvine. But go on online to our... to our um, UCCE.MG.org? Yes, and okay. it will tell you exactly. That's Normally good. people don't walk in with a bug, but we have uh, the entomologist working right there. Oh, that's perfect. Because mm-hmm. there's all kinds of little things like you notice and you think, oh, it's nothing until it like destroys your tree. Oh, you know? something so small can be such a big problem. Right, right. We even had at one point um, these trail marks in our backyard of an animal digging and digging and, it, the, and the grass was just getting destroyed. So someone, animal control said, we'll put a cage out and let's see what you trap. So we trapped a... Um, a baby possum. It was very oh. sad. And the mom slept on top of the cage that night. It was so sad. So we called animal control. They came, released it. And it looked like the mom was like, you know, oh. all right, like almost scolding it, like, come on, oh. let's go. <laughs> let's get out of here. What did you get oh. into last night? And then the real culprit, days later, we really did catch. It was this monstrous raccoon. Oh, gosh. And that's what was doing it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was huge. <laughs> yes. And they can be very feisty and dangerous. Oh, yes. Can't they? Yes. Yes, it was huge. It was like the size of a dog. So <laughs> you, you need someone very experienced. Oh, yeah. No, we didn't touch it. It, it ended up in a cage. and It wasn't harmed or anything. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I, I love what gardening does uh, for people. You know, let's say you're in this bad mood and you go outside, you get some fresh air and you're shoveling and digging and letting out your aggression or whatever it is you're doing there's so it just makes you feel good exactly right it does it for me all the time life is hard everybody has a cross to bear i think uh everybody gets stressed in some way whether they're retired or not some people think oh i can't wait to retire and then when you retire you find out you have new stresses right so everybody (laughs) has challenges and oh it's just wonderful even to just go for a walk but there's nothing as magical as working with getting your hands in the soil, that feeling of rich soil. It just feels so good. It's so life-giving. Yes. And uh, even putting a growing, planting some bulbs in the garden and watching it grow. Like I just put some garlic and onions in the soil. And 
just watching them grow, it, it's like having babies mm-hmm. <laughs> without mm-hmm. the without the diaper changes. Diapers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, do do diaper. I remember that. I, I want to ask you, you're also a musician. Uh, wh- how long have you been playing different <laughs> instruments? I have to laugh. Why? I'm not a musician. Okay. Well, I'm you a, play one on I, TV. I'm no. just a wannabe. I'm uh. a wannabe. <laughs> okay, I'll take that off the blog. No. My, <laughs> my son is the musician. Because <laughs> you, you told me you play flute and piano. Uh, I, I, I enjoy the flute and the piano. I'm still a forever beginner. That's okay. That's <laughs> but right. it gives me great pleasure. and I get really lost in the music I, I never music in the garden those are the two things that make me really in meditation it really makes me live in the moment beautiful I forget everything else um yeah that's nice I, I so was it something you wanted to do as a child and you're just taking up now the flute and piano yes I really wanted to do the piano when I was young and when my father got a piano for my older sister I come from a family of nine kids wow and so big family no piano lessons for Anne I'm number eight and so I taught myself and so I taught myself all the bad habits but it was fun (laughs) and I loved the sound and I would just play and play and play and it was just just rewarding I guess it doesn't matter if somebody approves or not it's really first of all if it gives you pleasure right I think that's most important. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm working on my guitar playing, and I was playing last night, and I, you know, you're supposed to hold a pick a certain way and do things a certain way, and, and then sometimes you just have to say, okay, well, try it your own way, because you don't have to mimic right. somebody exactly. Right. You know, and it is about not feeling pressure at times yes. and just playing for the enjoyment. Right. Like, when I go to my flute lessons, I always tell my teacher, I, I never can play as well as I p- practice at home. And she says, it's okay, all the students have that trouble. It's, there's always right. a stress in performing for, at least for me. I know my um, grandchildren, there is something very childlike where a young child doesn't have that fear of performing. It's Not at all. What, what happens to us? We, we have expectations, it's the big E, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the expectations. And I guess um, growing older and wiser you start thinking those expectations are too unrealistic unrealistic Mm -hmm. they're false you're absolutely right mm -hmm. so i want to thank you so much for coming into the studio this has been great thank you very much i got some good laughs oh good good and and any last bit of advice for people that are going through a funk this holiday season at our church At our church last Sunday, we had a special service called Blue Christmas. Oh. And it was the first time we had a service such as that. And it was to acknowledge that this season really is very stressful for some, Mm -hmm. especially I know of many who have had some big losses in their lives. And so the Christmas is a very lonely time. And so for those who are going through a rough time, I want to wish them well and peace in their inner selves. And I would also, thank you, that's beautiful. And I also say reach out to other people. Don't yes. don't uh, go this trip alone. You yeah, know. Don't go into a little cave. No, no. Yeah, go in the garden. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Anne. I really enjoyed thank chatting you. with you. And thank good you, luck Janine. on your show. And your th- show is going to be oh, on? Oh, yes, our show is called In the Garden, mm-hmm. 
and it is every Thursday, 8.30 to 9.30, in the garden with Master Gardeners. Great. All right. Thanks so much, Anne. Thank you, Janine. And uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you Enjoy the holiday. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too, and to everyone. Thanks, Anne. All right. We were talking with Anne Liu, again, who has a show coming up on Thursdays. Next up is special guest British singer-songwriter Rebecca Pigeon is going to join me. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back.